All right, everybody, welcome back to episode four of Two Dope Brothers and a Podcast. It is September 28th, and it was a good day, Chris. It was a good day. How about you? Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good day. About to be a lot better day at, uh, what is it, 10 o'clock here, I think, in two hours when the Carter 5 drops. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I got caught up in the hype last week. Um, <laughs> I did too. I got tricked hard. Oh, oh, that's pretty sad. Yeah, I was up till about eleven thirty and uh, <laughs> waiting for the Carter Five. Didn't yeah. get it. Uh, but yeah, Little Wayne finally confirming that we are going to get the Carter Five this week. So definitely look forward to checking that out. See uh, what five years of pent up frustration sounds like. Yeah, and and drinking the purple. I think a little bit of that mixed in there. We're gonna we're gonna get some magic. <laughs> oh, the good old lean, lean. Yeah, so was a, but uh, also, I don't know if you've heard, Chris, we are getting a new Kanye West album as well. Um, <laughs> boo, boo, I don't, I don't really enjoy Kanye West all that much, to be honest. I uh, I actually got a sneak peek at the track listing, and so he has a song on there called I Ain't Touch That Hoe, and it features Brett Kavanaugh <laughs> and Donald Trump. So I'll be interested to hear that one. I didn't know Kavanaugh had rap skills, but uh, <laughs> uh, it should be interesting. Yeah, that'll be something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, how was your week? Oh, dude, it was. Uh, it was actually kind of good, man. I uh, got out. Uh, you said that like you're surprised. Yeah, you know the weather was nice. It All was right. starting to turn fall. You know, Chicago weather can be really tricky, but uh, it kind of eased into fall a little bit. Uh, my birthday was last Friday, so happy birthday to me. Um, happy belated. Thank you, sir. And so uh, I was able to get out to the courts today and just straight up fucking dominate. I went 4-0 on the blacktop, so I yeah. still got it. I still got it, man. So you you beat up on your son is what I'm hearing. No, 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 absolutely not. There was oh, some right. pretty stiff competition out there, some young young bloods that had to get schooled, had to find out my my three-point shot was wet. Wet. Um, wet, 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 <laughs> wet, wet. Do you do you care to translate that one for me? Because you know I'm not I'm not on that one. Yeah. So when your shot is wet, it means splash. That it's you're splashing, splash, splash. Right. It's a short thing. It's all a right. short thing. It's a short. It's thing. a short thing. Yeah. yeah all right. so. How about you, man? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been a pretty decent week. Sarah just got back from her uh, trip last night, but uh, we went to a concert um, last Friday night, and it was uh, it was in a little town called Boulder, Colorado, and it, the show was Anderson East. And as I got dressed and got in the car and started driving, I realized very quickly that I had on a uh, a really cool. Uh, Nebraska Republic shirt with a cow on the front. Um, but then I realized I was going to Boulder, Colorado, and I figured I was going to get some shit for wearing a Nebraska shirt in a bar in Boulder. Uh, so the second we walked into this show, this guy was like, hey, nice shirt. And I was like, oh, no, uh, immediately this is going to start? And the guy, was <laughs> like, the guy was like, no, honestly, my buddy is the guy who makes these in northeast Nebraska. And really cool shirt. He was like legitimately giving me a compliment. So I thought it was going to, uh, I thought it was about to turn into a shit show and it didn't. It ended up being kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good show. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Don't, yeah. Uh, never heard of Anderson East. Yeah. I hadn't really listened to him very much either. And I got to be honest, 
uh, it's like Sarah's favorite artist. He used to have, uh, he used to be in relations with Miranda Lambert and, uh, he's not really my flavor, bro, to be honest, but you know, we got, we, we were right up front. It was cool. Uh, it was kind of funny though, because, uh, I decided to wear some chucks to this show and I didn't realize we were going to be standing for like four straight hours. So I was my, my, you know, like pretty stiff from standing and I had, uh, not such a good look on my face. And there were some pictures taken that Anderson East had taken and he posed on his Instagram. And since I'm seven feet tall, you could see my bitch ass sour <laughs> resting bitch face, just standing there with my feet hurting. <laughs> it looked like I was having no fun. <laughs> oh, wait. Rule number one for all you concert goers out there. I'm sure you all probably know always wear comfortable shoes. Yeah, always. I, I didn't. I, I was going more for like kind of a look and it backfired hard. Yeah, I always find that, you know, you have a good time at a concert when the person has a first name and then a second name that's a direction. That's so, a direction. You know, Kanye Anderson West. East, Kanye West. Exactly. You know, exactly. Maybe, we'll get a, maybe we'll get a collaboration soon. Maybe. Uh, ooh, I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I already got the title for the song, Bitches Be Trippin'. Bitches Be Trippin'. Bitches right. Be Trippin'. Yeah, so... We'll see what we'll see what happens with that, but uh, Chris, I, I think we we dive right into our old traditional staple and uh, University of Nebraska football. Do we have to? <laughs> Unfortunately, Chris, it's kind of the backbone of our podcast. So. I know, but this week was uh, <laughs> this week was painful, man. Um, I didn't think we'd have much of a chance at winning. I did not think it would go the way it went. Um, I, uh, it was ugly from, from the get go. And I, I kind of thought it was called an act of God earlier this week. Uh, but I thought that interception right there off that beginning drive really, God, it's just is such like shitty luck. And it's such a Nebraska thing over these last like four or five years to have the shittiest worst break happen at the worst moment. Like, of course, that's what happened. That's what would happen. You know, like. You you just think every week is going to be a new week, and that kind of stupid shit's not going to happen, and it does every week. Just a bad, weird break, and it deflates us. Yeah, no, um, you know, I actually did not watch the first half of the game. Uh, and my- <laughs> you are not a fan of college football, sir. Well, I had to take my son out to the lake, <laughs> and we're sitting at the lake, and I said, "I'll be back in time for halftime." And I get a call from my wife, not more than 15 minutes uh, into the the walk to the lake. And she just says, can I come join you? And I knew things were pretty bad. Things were rough at that moment. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I think if there's anything to take away from this, if there's any shining light or hopeful signs of redemption, um, hopefully this is as bad as it gets. No, um, we, still have to, we still have to play Ohio State and Wisconsin. Listen, I think your talent gets better as the season goes. I think you'll have the ability to find those players that step up. But uh, I, I think for me, it just highlights uh, how bad of a situation Scott Frost walked into. Um, you don't change that in the season. I think we all are, you know, uh, yeah, are starting to come to the point. realization of that. Um, you know, he's not going to change it this year. But it just goes to show you how tough uh that situation was now what i give scott frost all the credit for the world in the world um 
he knew that coming in and he, he still took it by the horn. So, um, you know, a, a tough loss. Um, you know, Michigan obviously needed a win like that. Um, we did not need an ass whooping like that, but unfortunately it's probably what it's going to be the rest of the season. But, um, it, you know, it's just, it, it, it's something that, you know, we're going to have to get used to. Hopefully it can be a little more respectable in the games that are to come. But, uh, yeah, this is bottom of the barrel. Um, you know, you got to get your ass kicked. And, you know, either two things are going to happen. They're going to lay down um, some of those kids or they're going to find the fire in their belly and they're going to they're going to put up a fight and they're going to go out there. and Maybe they don't beat Ohio State. They don't beat Wisconsin. But they say, hey, I got to make this a respectable game and maybe we get a little bit better play moving down the line. So, You know, one thing that I really kind of admire is – the way Scott Frost has seemingly handled this. Like I really, I honestly don't know any of the inner workings of the school, obviously, but just to see his demeanor on the sidelines and to hear what's said in the press, because at halftime, if that was me and I was in Scott Frost's position, I would have benched every single one of those offensive linemen for somebody out of the stands just to get in their way. Like I would have really like insulted them in the worst possible way. I would have revoked scholarships. I would have made him clean toilets. I would like, I would have went bananas. Like I, and that's how like fired up I get about it. And I see how, how much he maintains and, and I admire that in him. Cause that's like a really good leader. Like I would have panicked and freaked out and, and called people names and stuff for sure. Like I would have, <laughs> like I would have insulted their mothers and things like I, I, I would have, had, I would have had to tell, tell them things. Yeah. I, I think, you know, that's that's kind of what you look for in Scott Frost that you didn't have in the Bo Pelini. Uh, you know, just calm, you know, that w- what else he knew, he knew, um, you know, he had to look at the X's and O's and just say, hey, listen, we're not going to be my- very good. Um, we're probably not going to win this game. I hope they don't score 100 points on us. Um, yeah. But, you know, he, what, what more can he do? He's got to get those kids ready to play uh, against Purdue this week. Um, which hopefully should be a more manageable situation. We'll see, but um, you know he's got to he's got to keep his got to keep his head cool. Uh, the one thing I didn't like was all the negative uh, response to Scott Frost and um, you know people kind of questioning his ability this early on in the game. Um, when you know this isn't a Husker team that is stacked with talent from front to back. Um, you know, Mike Riley was doing some questionable things. Uh, don't know what kind of players he was actually going out there and getting, but clearly uh, these were not the right players uh, for Scott Frost's scheme. And, you know, we've got a quarterback situation at the beginning of the year where one quarterback's named and the backup just just transfers. Um, so you he's, know, an a- he's an asshole for that too, by the way. That's an asshole maneuver. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I, I think I take a little bit of a uh, – issue with the new transfer rules where, uh, you know, if they don't play four games, they can transfer, not use, lose the year of eligibility. Um, you know, you don't have to stick with that decision quite as much. And it kind of cheapens the experience where uh, just like we're seeing out of Clemson this week um, with uh, Kelly Bryant, you know, it, it's the prima donna effect. If I feel I should be, you know, doing this and, and preaching that entitled nature, you know, if I feel I should be the starter and I'm not getting that rep, then I'm going to go somewhere else. And I think, you know, it just really is going to create a circus in college football uh, to where, you know, these four, you know, five-star recruits are going to start, you know, demanding things and shuffling the decks and, 
you know, it's just, I think, a mess for college football. Or, um, do you look at it this way? Uh, this is the way I started thinking about it. Do you think maybe a lot of these higher, like, four- and five-star recruits maybe won't stack up so much at a place like Alabama or Clemson? If they're seeing these incoming freshmen take their jobs later on, maybe there's a greater disbursement of four- and five-stars to other schools because those guys go in there and say, you know what, I'm going to go play it, and I'll just use this a local school. I'm going to go play at Air Force, for example, and be a five-star recruit there because I know no other five-star is going to come here and take my job from me. Does it, is there maybe greater parity in college football? With the recruiting stuff, you don't you don't have four, uh, you know, five star running backs on your on your roster. Does it, do you see? I mean, could that be a, a consequence of it in the future? Maybe. Yeah, I think um, you know it might take away some of those powerhouses like the Clemson and Alabamas uh, from all those recruits bunching up and you know having four or five star running backs, you know, sitting on your bench. Um, I think it does help that situation. Um, but again, it, it's, it's going to take a lot to get those kids to other schools because winning is, winning is still the culture in college football. Um, if you know you're going to start in two years and you've got the goods, you work, you get the exposure, you show up and you play out. And then you move to the next level with the exposure that you're hopefully getting at those schools. Again, um, I think, you know, it's going to take some more winning from some other schools. Um, I think the SEC, obviously, you, you'll you'll see some of that. Um, obviously, Big Ten, you'll start to see that as well. A lot of uh, big-name head coaches uh, starting to put some things together now um, in the Big Ten, so we could start to see a little bit of that movement. Um, but, yeah, I really hope it does uh, kind of thin the herd a little bit to where you don't see all these four- and five-star recruits going to an Alabama, per se. But you do see, you know, somebody saying, hey, I'm going to go play at Nebraska or, hey, I'm going to go play at University of Dumb, Deaf, and the Blind. And Don't ever, you know, don't ever group Nebraska in with the school of the Dumb, Deaf, and Blind ever again. Them's is fighting words. Don't know if we can beat them right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what's, your, what's your prediction for this weekend? How's this weekend going to go? Um, so I'm going to give the edge to Nebraska. Uh, I think it's a low-scoring affair. I don't think we get a ton of points on the board. Uh, but I, I think Nebraska is going to take it 21-14. 21-14, wow. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not buck the trend. I'm going to go with we give up uh, – we, uh, we spot them 10 points and we, uh, and we come back and beat them. Um, let's go 27-24. Okay. 27-24. Wow, you're calling a tighter game. It's going to be tight. We're going to have to fight back. We're going to have to dig and claw. But this is a game that uh, they learn to win in. Okay. Well, I like, I like, your, I like your enthusiasm, Chris. And we that's... get an interception, and I'm going to call it. We get a defensive interception from not Lamar Jackson. <laughs> DiCaprio Boodle? Yeah, we'll go with DiCaprio Boodle. I just love that name. I think that's the most baller name on the team. That's a name right off that Key and, uh, key and Peel skit. Right, yeah. DiCaprio Boodle, DiCapriato, <laughs> yeah. Capri- DiCaprio, man, keep messing around, keep messing around. <laughs> that that is one of the funnier skits of recent memory. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So, uh, hey, should we talk? Uh, should we talk about the uh, first place Colorado Rockies? Should we get into baseball? 
Cause... Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into baseball. Coming into the final week, a uh, lot of uh, excitement in the National League. A- AL's pretty much wrapped up. We knew it's a two horse race from the beginning, but uh, National League providing some fireworks. You've been sending me all kinds of very aggressive text messages about what the Cubs are doing. Like I'm actually going to watch the Cubs or pay attention. I've been watching the first place Colorado Rockies dominate. So what's yeah. been going on with the Cubs? Well, the Cubs are still in first place. Um, they're actually winning their game right now, if you must know. Um, so, you know, welcome to the rarefied air, Chris. I know you don't get to first place often in your division, but, you know, it's nice for you to join us here. Yeah. And I hope you're enjoying your stay. Um, I'm just hoping it lasts for three more games. We got uh, we got Washington coming in this uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And, you know, that's kind of been, uh, you know – the hardest thing is these teams that by all intents and purposes are completely eliminated from the playoffs, just causing yep. havoc, just like uh, Diamondbacks you know, did this week. Diamondbacks for my Cubs, the uh, Pirates for my Cubs, you know, like these guys should just lay down, just put the scrubs in and let us get the win and settle you know, down. No, there needs to be competitive balance. They need to try their hardest. They need to give it their mighty effort. Shut up, Chris. Um, it helped out the Rockies immensely this week, and thank you, Diamondbacks. <laughs> yeah, the one thing that uh, definitely has to be said, um, Rockies benefiting from a lot of the wins and losses, actions, and other games, which, you know, obviously uh, any help you can get is good help, right? We, we never disparage any type of help. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting in the National League. Um I've said it for years, the National League is the better league in baseball. I mean, the competition is is thick, man. I mean, there were playoff spots getting locked up in the AL as early as September 11th. Um, you know, I don't think a National League spot, well, except for last night, two na- only two National League spots locked up as of last night, and the rest of the field is still wide open. And there could be a lot of shifting and moving with who takes the division or who gets into the wild card. But um, – yeah, I think I think uh, it, it says something about the uh, the league, uh, the National League, that it, it's been this tight of a race amongst all these teams. Um, and, you know, we're not talking teams with horrible records. We're talking teams that are, you know, close to or just slightly over 90 wins. So uh, definitely think it's it needs to be said the competition has been very good this season. Yeah, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome <laughs> baseball season, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, hopefully uh, we don't have to see you bums and you can get bounced out in the wild card. Wow, that was that was aggressive and disrespectful. <sighs> no, I don't love the Rockies, Chris. I don't Ooh. love the Rockies, but I think I think that offseason acquisition of Charlie Blackman is really going to help my Cubs. If you think for one second that the Colorado Rockies would <laughs> let Charlie Blackman go anywhere, you are you have another thing coming, sir. <laughs> Well, I think we sent Addison Russell your way. and No, nah, we'll pass on that dipshit. <laughs> Player to be named later. Yeah, what an asshole that guy is. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you haven't been following the news, Addison Russell was uh, placed on administrative leave from the Chicago Cubs um, after his, I believe now, ex-wife had posted a uh, detailed account of the domestic abuse that she suffered. At the Allegedly. Allegedly. allegedly, allegedly suffered at the hands of uh, Addison Russell. Um, did you read the blog, Chris? Because I did. 
Um, no, I'm not much of a reader. I read about like Floyd Mayweather, bro. Ah, okay. But, uh, yeah, so I, I read this blog post. Uh, it was a little hard to get through. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 was, it, was, it was pretty... Was uh, it hard because she used big words, or was it hard because it was, it was a tough read? It, it was a tough read, Chris. I, I, I graduated <laughs> high school. <laughs> Jackass. All right, all right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was hard to read those things, um, and you know, it, just with everything that's been going on in the political climate as well, uh, you know, just God, what the hell do some people think? You know, Addison Russell um, not having the season I think he wanted to uh, for the Cubs, but uh, you know, still a contributor, but. Um, you know, regardless of that, you just got to be a decent fucking human being. Um, that's not so much to ask for and treat people with respect. Um, if you can't do that, you know, there are options. You just got to find the right option. But uh, if anything in this uh, blog post that she, she had was true, um, well-deserved, and I, I think he's played his last game as a Cub. Um. So does another team pick him up, or do you think he just played his last game in Major League Baseball and he's going to go to jail for a long time, or just be kind of shunned like Ray Rice? Um, hard to say. Um, you know, it's the sad thing in this uh, Trumplandia that we live in. Um, you know, the superior talent outweighs all. Um, the fact of the matter is, he's a professional baseball player. And, um, you know, not everybody is as scrupulous as uh, most teams. And somebody may give him a chance. Um, you know, when this first came out, he still continued to play baseball for the Cubs. So um, we're not totally, you know, void of any uh, guilt in any of this. Because we still let him keep playing baseball until it was published um, publicly. At which time Major League Baseball and the Cubs both decided to react. So, again, um you know, your ability to provide to a winning team sometimes can outweigh your transgressions in the personal realm. But um, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, baseball hasn't had the deal with this quite to the level that the NFL has um, as publicly. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see where the Cubs and Major League Baseball stand on this in the coming months. All right. All right. All right, so what else is happening? Uh, we got basketball coming back, Chris. I don't know how you feel about that. Mm, basketball died to me a few years ago when the Nuggets kept getting screwed. <laughs> the Nuggets have always been getting screwed, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I look at the Nuggets and I say, where's the nut? Because they need to get screwed. They're not good, man. They're not good. They've... I think it was about the time that Carmelo Anthony uh, he went into the whole thing about Denver being a little cow town and really bummed me out. Yeah, Denver just not really uh, attracting that market anymore. Uh, no, for it's tough. Talent. It's tough. It's tough. And uh, Denver is one hell of a sports city from what I hear. So uh, interesting they don't attract the talent. But, um, you know, LeBron James is now in the Western Conference. How do you feel about that? The Western Conference is going to be really, really tough. Um, I don't think they're going to be – I think they're going to be more of a middle-of-the-pack team in the West. 
I think like a four or five seed by the time the playoffs come around. But I, you know, you got Golden State. Golden State's unbelievable. And Houston adding some key pieces. Of course, the acquisition of Carmelo Anthony. No, he's not a key piece. He's not a key piece. He's going to be a disruptor. He's going to be a disruptor, and it's not going to go well. Well, you think you have to look at it. Uh, Just a few days ago, Carmelo Anthony came out and said that he was okay coming off the bench. And I know that was a lot of people's fear with Carmelo coming in. That's like when you ask your wife how she's doing and she says, fine, everything's not fine. If Carmelo Anthony says he's okay, that means it's not going to be okay. But uh, It's going to be a disruptor. Watch. He's going to be a shit show. I hate to say it, but I kind of agree with you. Yeah, it's going to be a bad deal. I kind of, I kind of uh, feel you there. Um, but the East, the East is uh, looking like a one-horse race at this point. It looks like Boston's going to run away with this thing, and I mean, handedly take this thing home. Yeah, I mean, they were dope last year, even after uh, Hayward blew his leg out the side of his skin or whatever he did, disgusting, terrible injury. But, and then they lost Kyrie too uh, later in the season. Yeah, so. yeah, true. And they still they still made it to the playoffs. So yeah. I think uh, interesting NBA season. We'll obviously talk a little more as we get closer to the season uh, preseason. Really hot garbage um, <laughs> compared to the action of the regular season. But uh, do you watch hockey at all, Chris? Uh, no, and I feel like you're I feel like you're uh, profiling me. No, I don't. No, totally, totally profile. You, <laughs> you live in a cold climate and you're a white male. I feel like it's your sworn duty to wear flannel and watch And hockey. watch hockey? No, I don't, yeah. man. I really – something I just can't do. Well, if you haven't seen it, there's tons of videos online, but the Philadelphia Flyers uh, unveiled a new mascot this week. Um, I believe his name is Grizzly. Yeah, grizz, 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 grizzly, grizzly, grit, something. Yeah. Stupid, yeah. stupidest fucking looking Muppet I've ever seen in my life. Dumb dude, it's, fucking trash Muppet is what they came up dude, with. It is the fuel of all nightmares. Have you seen this thing? It's, it's googly, googly eyes. And it's and red flaming hair. goofy fucking hair. Yeah, it's the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. Dude, I, uh, I I took one look at this thing, and I, I think I might have peed a little bit because it looks like something out of the seventh pit of hell. Uh, this thing is creepy as fuck, and uh, it kind of sure it kind of resembles a little bit like that goofiness of the Philly fanatic, though. Like a little bit of that like goof to it in a scary way. Yeah, but what the fuck is a flyer? I mean. You can't have a mascot. I feel like if you're going to have a mascot, it, it, it's got to be legit, right? You know, um, a pair of shoes. They, they could trot out a businessman with a rolling suitcase on his cell phone, and I would believe it. It's a flyer. Mm, all right. All right. Uh, you know, kind of a lame dad joke, but I, I would get it. <laughs> <laughs> but this thing is scary as hell. Uh, yeah. This thing is is the fuel of all nightmares, and uh, I am I, I'm actually kind of terrified. I don't want to see this thing ever again uh, because I think it, it it gave me a little bit of uh, anxiety. You you had a little you shit yourself a little bit. That's why here. Well, pee. I'm I'm a peer, not a shitter. <laughs> uh. Hey, so do you have a do you have a proud dad moment from the week? 
proud dad moment. Yeah, um, something where you sat back and you were like, I'm doing this right. Well, my son's been in a, a rare mood with, with the fits and the tantrums. Um, so I, I guess proud dad moments. Um, my kid can probably name about 30 dinosaurs at this point. I feel wow. kind of good about that. Okay. I feel kind of good about And I mean, right. if you know anything about dinosaur names, those things are not easy to say. Yeah. yeah so, right. uh, so we're doing pretty good with that. Uh, He's really starting to recognize his letters and spelling words. So I feel kind of good about that. You know, definitely uh, some dad accomplishment there. And he, he knows exactly who the Cubs are. So I think I'm killing it in the game. All right. That's yeah, all good stuff. Yeah, how about you? Oh, uh, let's see. Proud dad moment. Uh, okay. Uh, in the Starbucks last Saturday morning, I stopped in there to get uh, myself and Sarah a Starbucks. And I just picked up some donuts and we'd run into three people at the back of the line with red Husker shirts on and cash looks at him and goes, go big red dilly dilly. (laughs) 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 I thought it was hilarious. And I I thought to myself, this is a proud dad moment. This is uh, that boy's doing things right. Go big red dilly dilly. So, you know, Speaking of the Huskers, last Saturday, I I was actually in Trader Joe's in Evanston. Um, And for those of you who don't know, Evanston is the uh, location for Northwestern University. God damn, bro. You are so white. You went to a Trader Joe's? Yeah, and I wore my Uggs. uh, (laughs) Skinny jeans while I was there. Drinking a pumpkin spice. You were... Yeah. Oh, so pumpkin spice latte and a pumpkin spice donut, bro. I want all the way. Pumpkin spice overload. Uh, that it. That's it. That's it. All right. With my bandana tied around my head, bumping some Tupac. So. There you go. There you go. I had I confused the hell out of white people. Um, uh, so I go into Trader Joe's and I've got my Nebraska shirt on, um, and I see two other folks in line. Uh, about two registers over and they're wearing Nebraska stuff. And so cashier's kind of talking smack. He's a Northwestern guy and they're having a conversation. And so I pay for my stuff and I'm going to walk by them. And I walk right by them and I say, go big red. And you know, the standard uh, re- reply to go big red is go big red. Go big red. And the lady was paying. So I get it. Maybe she wasn't paying much attention, but the dude just looks right at me and then looks back down. And I'm just like, part of me wanted to put my bags down and be like, bitch, did Take you not off. hear me? Take that shirt I off. I said go right big red. Now. Take that shirt off right now, sir. You remove that shirt. You will not be permitted to wear any more Husker gear. And it just kind of was like, yeah. really? really? That's disappointing. Come on, guys. I, I mean, like, usually when I do that, people say, what position did you play for the Huskers? And I just kind yeah. of look at them and say I didn't. But oh, yes, yeah. it was... But Cash's moment definitely uh, takes the cake. That's my dude. That. That's my dude. Yeah. He's proud. Cash money. Yeah. So the dog uh, the dog bit his lip yesterday. That's a good story. Uh, yeah, I saw. Appar- apparently I he, was, uh, he was, uh, you know, face-to-face with our, our little 13-year-old chihuahua. And uh, she's, a, she's a bitter old lady. And she let him have it. She uh, I bit him on his lip. I wasn't here for it, but... He had a big old fat lip and a little cut on it, and he is pissed off at this dog. <laughs> He's real mad at her. Wow. Do you walk the chihuahua? 
Uh, do I walk her? Yeah, bro. Yeah. You do? Yeah, hell yeah. So where do you where do you tuck your nuts when you walk her? Uh, just you know, I just let those big bastards hang down. Now I don't know if you remember, there was an old Milwaukee Best commercial. Remember Milwaukee Best, Chris? Uh, ooh, mm, nope. Nope. Okay. Well, there's an old Milwaukee Best commercial, and there was two guys walking their dogs, and so one guy had this, you know, Rottweiler, and the other guy has this little tiny poodle. And this beer can comes out of the sky and crushes him and says, a man should not walk a dog smaller than a poodle. Um, I'm going to call you out on this, Chris. What, what the hell are you doing walking a chihuahua? You're a big man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a very big man, but I don't really give a fuck. She's my dog, and I like her. So you're secure walking a small dog? I'm secure as fuck, bro. I'll even, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. I don't... I'm like, uh, I'll be the first dude to punch you in the mouth, too, if they say something. Like, I don't really care, bro. It's like, it's my dog. She's my homie. She's a cool dog. Respect, man. Respect. Yeah. I can respect you. It's just not for me. I can't do... I can't do tiny fucking dogs. It's just... It's weird for me. Um, so I'll never dog sit for you, but... Yeah, that's uh, cool. She's my homie. <laughs> She's my homie, though. But yeah, it's good. It's good to love her. Yeah. Are we gonna fight right now? I feel like there's a fight. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm I'll, gonna have to buy a one way ticket to Colorado I'll, to come I'll, kick I'll, some ass. I'll let her little ass just bite you in the lip, man. That's I'll, I'll sit her on you, you know. Now, if you can stick a chihuahua on somebody, that's some gangster shit. Yeah, she's my little torpedo. She <laughs> she's like a, she's like a little twenty two shell. She should get you, but she's having about thirteen tries. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it. I, I, I feel like she's probably very loyal. Uh, oh no, no, no! She's a traitorous bitch. She'll go right to the next person that walks in the door, but she's still. <laughs> you just gotta love her for what she is. And it's okay. She's a woman, so you can call her a bitch. Oh, you're technically being politically correct. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's me, bro. Politically correct. A female dog is a bitch. Yeah. Fuck yes. Man, there's no defense being played in this game right now. Another touchdown from the Rams. So, just real quick, got to touch on it. Uh, I'm sure you play fantasy football, Chris. How's your fantasy team doing? Uh, I, I didn't want to talk about this this week, man. I uh, not, <laughs> not good. I'm one and two. I'm a little. I'm getting nervous. I have a really shitty team. I will take suggestions for what I should do with my team. They are really, really bad. Well, so let me give you a piece of advice. Yeah, Always please. trust your gut. Ugh. Um. So I had a quarterback dilemma. I have uh, I have Jared Goff and I have Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, you, you know, I went with – my first pick was Aaron Rodgers because I had to lock up my QB spot. That's, that's key fantasy points. But Jared Goff fell to about the third round. And I, I just – I had to jump on it. I said, I got I to gotta get a, a sure thing. And I like, I like Goff's game. I like what he's doing. He's got a ton of weapons. Um, but obviously Aaron Rodgers has had some injury with his knee and he's going, uh, I can't remember where the hell he's going, but I think he's playing, uh, some team that's not very good, maybe Atlanta, but then I had golf against Minnesota and I know Minnesota's defense has not looked as good, but I made the snap decision at about six o'clock this evening, central standard time to, Bench Aaron Rodgers and start Ooh. Jared Goff. Yeah, and... he got five. He got he got five touchdown passes tonight and three hundred and ninety eight yards. Bruh, bruh. 
Bruh. I am telling you that shit paid off. Jared yeah, Goff, I'm pulling I'm pulling it up right now. 36.7. Huh. 36.7 fantasy points. You know what I'm not even in the fourth quarter. You know what I'm more surprised with is that you took two quarterbacks in the first three rounds. Yeah, you know, I like that to seems get aggressive. like a terrible idea. No, I love to get aggressive because nobody's thinking like that. Yeah, because um, it's terrible. You're supposed to take <clears throat> running backs and receivers first. Well, sir, let me run through my, my starting lineup, all right? Uh, Jared Goff at QB. Yeah, boo. I've got Howard and Ajahi in running back. So Howard from Chicago, Jay Ajahi from Philly. Then I've got Devontae Adam, Tyler Lockett, and Tyler Efert as my receiver. Or excuse me, uh, Lockett and Adams as my receivers. I've got Efert in at tight end. I've got uh, Taj Boyd in in my flex. I've got the Bears defense. And Steven Gaskowski as my kicker. Yeah, I think I've got a pretty stacked line. Um, and I made some moves, obviously, to get uh, Boyd over on my squad. I needed that uh, that bolster after, uh, you know, Nelson Aguilar has been shitting the bed down in Philly. So. Huh. Well, I'm not good. Mine's very bad, so. I think we need a separate podcast dedicated strictly to fantasy football. No, I don't know that. I don't know it that well. I just have gotten really lucky. I've I've won it the last three years in a row in my league. Um, yeah, I just don't know it that well though. I get super lucky. Yeah, you gotta. You just gotta kind of strike the the nail on the head, and you gotta know some names, but you also gotta know who's got a new coach, who's got a good scheme. Um, it, it's definitely trying, but God, I am going to. I, I think I might have a gay crush on Jared Goff right now. Wow! For the next huh. for the next fourteen minutes. Huh? Do you know that last weekend was the first weekend, I think maybe in my entire life, that I didn't watch one snap of NFL football, not all day Sunday, nor did I watch anything on Monday. Didn't watch any football. Excuse me, one second. I just want to put this out to all of our listeners. Yeah. There, there is an active. Uh, if you see Chris's uh, dick and balls, please return yep. them kindly Yeah, to Denver, Colorado, because I'm sure he is missing them. What the hell were you doing? You know, you honestly, watch a snap of football? You know, honestly, I didn't even miss it. I didn't really miss it at all. I just I went for a, a very pleasant hike on Sunday morning with my family. I enjoyed some Colorado sunshine and the aspen trees changing. Went for a very nice hike, saw a waterfall. I had lunch. I enjoyed my Sunday. I didn't let the Broncos dictate whether I was happy or sad. I did my own thing. And it was awesome. That's because the Broncos lost. Yeah, I eventually saw throughout the day that the Broncos lost, and I was like, man, I don't really give a fuck. Like, And then Monday night, I had a softball game, and I didn't watch any of it. I was, I just, it was a very pleasant time, not giving a shit about football. It was a very nice weekend. You know, and I'm I'm kind of all, almost there with you, Chris, uh, because this whole roughing the passer shit has just completely taken it out of me. Um, I mean, you've literally got NFL quarterbacks coming out saying, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, these guys are like textbook hits on how you would want somebody to tackle a person, especially a quarterback. Yeah. And, and I, I just feel like it, I get it. You want to protect the quarterback. But this is a vicious, vicious game. Um, 
you know, when a guy's running full speed to change your body and to, you know, make all these tweaks to not get a flag. I think, uh, I I can't remember the guy's name, but there's a dude from the Dolphins defense towards ACL trying to avoid getting a flag. And, you know, it's caused a lot of sourness within the NFL, but it's making the game harder to watch because guys don't want to go balls to the wall anymore. And I used to love that about, you know, Philly's defense, smash mouth, blitz the hell out of them, gets to the quarterback. Yeah, was that the Phillies defense ever? Um, Super Bowl. <coughs> Man, why are you bringing up old shit? Always bringing up old shit. Because we still this have to a... settle that. We still have to settle that bet, sir. <laughs> I have not forgotten about that. <laughs> hey, and I fact... always pay my bets. Uh, I have, I have, I've made some bets, and I always pay up on them. Right, that's one you, thing I will you, do. You, you definitely are a gentleman, sir. I will mm-hmm. give you that. I will give you that. You're definitely a, a true gentleman that defies the logic of what it means to be a gentleman. Ah, uh-huh, there you go. Yeah. Well, All fun. right, man. We need to wrap this up. I know you got to get back to your your, your Colorado lifestyle. I got to get back to my not watching football. Actually, I am watching this game pretty intently. Yeah, we just said we were watching the football game. I know. This is the one I'm watching. Shit, this is the first time I've watched. I was having a little withdrawal. Got got your fix? Got your fix? You need to – I got two for fives, yeah. man. I got two for fives over here. Uh, uh, listen, I'm playing against Adam Thielen, and he's whipping ass right now, so I'm not I'm not doing that well. Yeah, I benched the Rams' defense, thank God, because <laughs> they've given up 20 I didn't, points. I didn't. I didn't. I went hard with them, so here we go. Oh, you who? I took Chicago's D. I think they're going to have a much better game. Much better game. All right. Um, so uh, we'll do this thing uh, same time next week. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to Two Dope Podcast. Um, of course, you can always find our podcast on Anchor and Google and Spotify and as well many a list of other places that we will list out for you uh, after this podcast goes live so you can get it on whatever uh, podcasting media you prefer. Um, also, make sure you hop on over to our Twitter page, leave us any uh, comments or feedbacks, or if you have the Anchor app, you can also leave us feedback there as well. Um, on Twitter, we are at Two Dope Podcast. That's T W O D O P E P O D C A S T. Gotta I spell that every time, and it, I always worry I'm gonna misspell it. I, I, Same thing I always do with my last name too. It's long as shit. Yeah, you should just call yourself Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Bond. Yeah, but it's more like Chris. It sounds like Crispin. So. Do what you want, but yeah, it's a baller ass last name. There you go. All right, I've been Chris. Wait, no, you're Daryl. I'm Chris. Oh shit, I've been drinking way <laughs> too much of this rumplements. <laughs> you're drinking rumplements. <laughs> I'm Chris. I gotta roll. I'm Daryl. Thank you guys. <laughs> we'll Bye see guys. You again next week. Later. Hey, thanks guys again for listening to Two Dope Podcasts. We really appreciate having you guys on. We really love to hear back from you and uh, know what kind of feedback you have for us. If there's anything we can improve on or if there's anything you would like to hear us talk about, please visit us on Twitter at T W O D O P E P O D 
C-A-S-T. That's right. Visit us at Two Dope Podcast, and we would love to hear your feedback so we can help improve and make better episodes. Thanks a lot for listening, guys, and we really appreciate you.